0: And welcome to On Wednesdays, we watch One Tree Hill, the podcast, where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or they've never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I'm one of your co hosts, Brody. And with me, as always, is Jesse. Hi. And Caitlin. Hello. And today, we are going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 7 of One Tree Hill, titled Champagne for My Real Friends, Real Pain for My Sham Friends, which is a song by Fall Out Boy. Fall down, uh, boy.
1: Fall down, boy.
0: Thank you, Karen. No. No, 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 (laughs) no. I told you
1: on that episode, that is all I'm calling them for the rest
2: of my life. Dear God. Okay. A woot, woot woot from Fall Down uh, Boy. Woot Fall
0: Down Boy. yes. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we open
1: some Buck Wild
0: with Brooke in bed, waking up for the day with Lucas in bed with her. Except, no, that was Lucas's dream, right? But Lucas wakes up and he's in bed with Chris Keller, which. <laughs> <laughs> out, I had no. to pause.
1: I literally paused the episode five seconds in because I was struggling.
0: <laughs> right. Right. So, but no, it turns out the that Lucas and Chris Keller are not actually in bed together. It turns out that was Haley's bad dream. <laughs> so Haley crawls in bed with Brooke and decide they need to make out. And turns out that wasn't Haley's dream at all. It was actually Nathan's dream.
2: It's my or dream so, too, Nathan. I get it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, that smile though. Nate <laughs> wakes up and like shakes his head and goes, "Yeah," <laughs> and like, like moves huh, on. Nice, <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> what a <laughs> way to start on. the day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cold shower. Here we go.
0: <laughs> God. So then, uh, Haley and Brooke are going to school, and they Haley asks Brooke how Lucas took the news of not being picked by her for the draft. And Brooke tells her, well, I haven't actually told him yet, but, and also fun news, the corporate bigwigs at Suburban Phillips really liked Brooke's designs for her clothes. So she's very excited about that. And then they get to school and we get some lovely, hateful banter between Rachel and Brooke before they're interrupted by Tim.
1: Dad, too.
0: (laughs) Tim is here with the rest of the boys and they show up and ask who got drafted by who? And they all just decide, you know, we'll find that if we got drafted, you should all take us out on a date. So they all do a date night and the girls agree to it. And Tim's like, who picked me, who picked me, who picked me? And Brooke goes, Tim, nobody picked you. (laughs) It's kind of the best. And Haley asks Nathan if he's cool with all this. And he says, yeah, since it's a group thing, but um, you can kind of tell when she asks him to pick her up at eight, that there's like a look. There was definitely a little look there.
2: There's a lifetime very, Christmas movie look.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, I was significant very significant
2: looks.
0: Yes, there was a significant look there, wasn't there? Or am I yeah. imagining it?
1: Oh no, there was. They're okay. all significant looks between those two. I love Oh,
0: them. it's uh. so good. Yes, yes, yes. Uh yeah. Then Brooke finally tells Lucas that she didn't pick him. And Lucas is very upset. And walks away.
1: Oh God.
0: And Peyton asks Mouth when they can go out, but Mouth says he can't. He has plans tonight. But Peyton can come along if she wants to, and she says, "Sure, I can come along. Let's. That's fine. Let's. Let's do this."
1: She also says, "Like I've been on enough cool, kinky dates, uh, in my life that
0: a- yeah, this one. She says I've been on enough cool dates in my so- so-called cool dates in my life that I could go for an uncool one right now."
2: She yeah, says something yeah. about kinky. Cause Mal is like, that's what? later. That's later. Oh no.
0: Yeah. The kinky thing is later. That's a teaser for a little bit later. Oh, listeners. I'm
1: sorry. Oh, no. You're fine.
0: No, we can be kinky later, Jesse. It's fine. I'm
1: trying to remember <laughs> what,
2: what <laughs> <laughs> there, This was also, there was a moment that I appreciated. I think it was before the boys showed up. And when Rachel and Brooke were arguing, she was talking to Peyton was talking to Rachel and you know, Brooke does her Brooke thing and gets salty about it. And Rachel goes, I don't have time for this best friendship with weird lesbian energy. I'm leaving.
0: Yes. So goodbye. No, she was like, goodbye to the two friends who have this weird lesbian energy and by Haley.
2: Yeah. uh,
1: This is twice in two episodes that Rachel has a sick called out either the lesbian energy between Brooke and Peyton or just called, said like, hey, if the rumors are true, I was just assuming you would want to be close to me, Peyton. Like she is right. And she said that last episode, she did say she that said last episode. That. I
0: forgot about that. That Peyton was like, yeah, last episode. Do uh, yeah, you realize I was the one that tackled you? She says, yeah, but if the rumors are true, I just thought you wanted to be close to me.
1: Yeah, no, Rachel is garbage like Mm
0: -hmm. but her banter is spot on
1: banter eight nine tops uh two points for uh being a garbage human being like yeah anyway
0: yes so yeah and then peyton gets up and leaves mouth on the bench and tim sits down and just really sadly goes nobody picked me and poor mouth (laughs) just looks at him like yeah sorry guy (laughs)
2: Honestly, though, you have to hand it to Mouth because if I were Mouth, I would have looked Tim dead in the face and been like, "Really, I got picked first,
0: <laughs> right? Because you know,
2: yeah, absolutely. You know, Tim went and sat next to Mouth of all people because he assumed Mouth also did not get picked."
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But Mouth absolutely. is a better human than all of us, so thank God. Really. Which we yes. learned,
1: he Mouth Minkus is the best. I did it. I again. I heard that. Mother I heard prefer. that. I <laughs> We are moving swiftly along. I'm trying to remember what Ben had another hot take early on. The hate for Lucas Scott was flowing through him this morning because he said more people would want you if you weren't such a jackass about Lucas. And I do not remember what uh, prompted him to say that. Oh, okay. So. All right. We'll probably find out.
0: Yeah. Yep. So then we cut over to Deb coming over to Karen's house and asking her if she saw the big billboard that Dan just bought on the outskirts of town. And Karen says, of course I saw it. I stared at it while I was stuck in traffic. And Deb says that, yeah. Did I also tell you that Dan looks awful in a mustache? And she pulls out a can of spray paint. (laughs) I'm here for chaotic, like mischievous Deb. Oh, so here for it.
2: Such a bad influence.
0: (laughs) Such a bad influence.
2: There was a moment later in the episode between these two where My exact note is Deb is Brooke and Karen is Peyton. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. That is the chaotic energy between these two. Is the same chaotic energy between Brooke and Peyton.
0: Hundo P. Hundo P. Yes. Then Haley is getting ready for her date with Nathan and she's very nervous about how she looks. But Brooke tells her she looks great. And Haley's like, well, are you going to go out with Chris? and Just then the doorbell rings and Brooke tells her that she's not going out with Chris because she'd rather kiss a pus infected sore than Chris Keller. Just as she opens up the door and there stands Chris Keller. Uh
1: Uh-huh. The pus infected sore himself.
0: Yes. Yes. Then we cut immediately over to Rachel, who just barges into Lucas's room like she knows that's exactly where his room is. Like, from the outside door, I'm like, "Honey, how the hell do you know this? you've You've never been over here before. So how do you know which door to use? Uh. but I digress I digress. She barges into Lucas's room and asks him when they're going out as she flops on his bed. And they talk a little bit, and she admits to him that she did the whole draft switch thing to mess with Brooke. And even that can get a little old at times. She can't keep doing that forever. So if Brooke really isn't going to go out with Chris, like Lucas says she's not, um, they could just go over to her apartment right now and they can just trade and make it official. Great. Great.
1: I, I this is where I wrote, I don't trust this bitch at all. Um, I've been And you to, shouldn't. I've been trying no. to quite frankly. Friends- this- This whole episode, the big question in my brain is, does Rachel actually like Lucas or does she like fucking with Brooke? Because I don't think it's both. I think it's only one of those. And I'm trying
2: to figure out which one it is. I think it's she just likes fucking with Brooke because every time Lucas gets all like, eh, woe is me, she's visibly annoyed. Uh Uh-huh. Like, if she liked that boy, she'd put up with his bullshit. Uh Uh-huh. But every time he's like, eh, nobody loves me when well, Brooke is the one, she's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's true. Like, oh obviously, God. she doesn't say shut the fuck up because this is a CWT drama. But if this were HBO, she would be shut the fuck up. Drink this beer. Get over yourself. Yeah, yep. <laughs> absolutely.
0: Right. Yeah. OK, so then. We cut back over to Brooke and Haley's apartment and Brooke is trying her darndest to avoid going out with Chris by telling him there is not a date thing tonight. No one is going out until Nathan shows up for his date with Haley and Brooke. Brooke gives the best line of Haley. Your boyfriends are here. Oh God. Chris Keller
1: answers the fucking door when Nate shows up too. Uh huh. Uh I'm just, I hate, I hate, I hate Chris Keller. I hate him so much, especially this fucking episode. Like, are you kidding me? No. Ugh.
0: Yes. Anyway, But I love it. Haley, your boyfriends are here. Uh, Then Brooke says, you know, if that she's not going out with Chris and Nathan says, well, fine, if they're not doing it, then why should we? So no one else is probably doing it. So why should we do it? And Haley then promptly grabs Brooke runs her to the other side of the room and threatens yes, the her with
2: angriest an, Haley has ever been
0: <laughs> threatens her within an inch of her life and says, the only pus infected wounds you're going to be kissing and licking are your own. When I'm through with you, you're going on this date.
2: <laughs>
0: yep. And so yes, Brooke gets dressed and the four of them go out on a date and I don't know why they're doing it together. Cause, but okay, great. It's whatever. Because
1: Nate only agreed to it. If it was a group thing.
0: Uh, that's true. Okay. So, yes. And as they're leaving, of course, Rachel and Lucas pull up and see that. And Rachel goes, that's Chris Keller, right? Looks like she's going on a date. Uh, And Lucas has a sad look in his eyes and goes, can we get beer before we go to their little workout at the River Court? Great. uh, Great. Then Bevan invites (laughs) Skills over to her house to have drinks and watch a movie (laughs) because her parents are out of town. And turns out they're going to watch the notebook <laughs>
2: uh, uh. Well, th- th-
0: there's more about this so we'll leave it at that for now kids but yes
2: and once again make- this is how She'll you know that this, know, this tv okay. show is now a period piece because the notebook had like come out in the last year and a half when this aired
0: uh-huh <laughs> and nowadays, it's everyone goes that the notebook is Toxic as hell and not even yep. like slightly romantic because it's awful.
1: It was before we realized that uh
0: gaslighting it was
1: a thing. Bad oh, that,
0: God, yeah, yeah.
1: That threatening to kill yourself to get a woman to go on a date with you is uh not a good look.
0: Nope. We didn't we didn't know. know
1: that. We didn't nope, know that back in nope, the day.
0: Nope, nope, nope. Uh I am proud to say I have never seen the notebook and I'm happy Are you kidding that. me? I've Never seen it. Brody. How what the
2: fuck have you never seen the notebook? How did you escape that?
1: we're watching it you think i can have that piece of information
2: and not make you fucking watch it if i have to watch the fucking christmas contract you're gonna watch the notebook
0: okay fine i'll watch the notebook one of these days jesus
2: good we'll do a podcast episode on it
0: oh hell no i am not talking about that. episode
2: but you know what here and here's the tie-in paul johansson's in it for like three seconds is he yes do you, okay? You know when um, the mom takes Rachel McAdams to the like the lumberyard? Uh huh. And there's is a Paul guy Paul Johansson there? her beefy boy? That's Paul boy? Johansson. Yeah. Yes, because they filmed it in Wilmington.
1: Paul Johansson's yeah. the mom's beefy boy. Yeah. I love That's that. That's Paul Johansson. I that makes me so happy. Oh my god. <laughs> See, it's I mean, a One Tree well, Hill movie. It is a One it, Tree Hill it it movie, is. Brody. It is indeed. <laughs>
0: No, <laughs> no, no. Moving on. Um, then Mouth and Peyton go on their date and Mouth takes Peyton to a retirement home. And this is where Peyton goes. Mouth, I've been on a couple kinky dates in my time, okay. but this is the weirdest. And okay, Mouth just yes. looks like, what?
2: <laughs> You've been on kinky dates. before. What? I'm just trying to figure out what her and Nathan, who were virgins. Oh, no. Nathan wasn't, but I just want to know what their definition of kinky was as two 15-year-olds. Like, that scares me.
0: (laughs) Uh Yeah, so then Mouth comes to the retirement home once a week to read to a guy named Mel. And Mel is a very sweet old man who, I think you can tell right away, has some memory problems. Yeah. Yes, but he's very sweet and he calls Peyton Trixie and he's he used to be a race car driver and they used to call him Fireball. And with that information, Peyton has an idea and she tells Mouth we should spring him out of this place. It's depressing. And she asks Mel if he wants to get out of here and he says, young lady, I'd rob a bank if you'd ask me to. He's so <laughs> cute. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yes. So then... We cut over to Haley, Nathan, Brooke and Chris, the quartet from hell, (sighs) the the quartet date from hell, and they go to the beach because Haley wants to show Nathan where, you know, remind him of where they got married at this beautiful spot just over the beach. There are tons of these pretty little purple flowers and trees, and as they get over the rocks and the bluff to look at it, it is now a disgusting construction zone. They've torn it all apart.
1: And I'm like, don't take this as a sign, Nate. Nate, this is not a sign. Don't (laughs) not a sign. Don't don't overthink it. Move on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Then we go over to Karen and Deb, who are at the billboard now. They're hauling a ladder to get up onto the billboard. And Karen starts to chicken out. And until Deb encourages her, she's like, yo, do you want to do this? Let's do this. Let's do this. So they go ahead and go through with it and get the ladder and get up on the billboard. Then we jump quickly to Lucas and Rachel. And of course they're talking about both of their favorite subject. I feel like at this point, Brooke and (laughs) Rachel questions why he's so into Brooke and Lucas gives her a big long answer that basically boils down to, he thinks Brooke is the one he knows. Brooke is the one. Great. Great. Uh
2: Uh-huh.
0: Yes. Um,
2: and then Rachel promptly rolls her eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that is why she's not actually into him. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. So then Peyton mouth and fireball spring themselves out of the retirement home and they go to a go-kart track and they race and it is so much fun. Yeah. Why do Peyton and mouth have the most fun out of anybody when they're together in this show? Mm-hmm. Like, come on.
2: Because they're friends and it's yeah. not a romantic date with any pressure.
1: And they're just having a good time. There's never been romantic history there. Right. They are
2: just friends. And honestly, this is probably the most fun Peyton's had in like months. Exactly. So she probably needed to go on a date with Mouth as much as Mouth needed to get first pick. Mm -hmm. Like,
0: (laughs) Yes. I love it so much. They're having such a good time. Oh, I adore it. So then we go back to Skills and Bevan. And skills is now more interested in watching Bevan than watching the notebook until she starts to kiss him and tells him there's going to be more of that if you watch the movie. And he says, fine, I can watch a movie That's easy. I can watch a movie that works great, great, great. <laughs> then we cut back to Karen and Deb and they're up on the billboard and mm-hmm. Deb starts drawing the graffiti graffiti on there saying that Dan's an ass. And Karen starts to draw the mustache on his face until they scare a bird, which scares them into jumping up and knocking the ladder off of the billboard, but into the neighboring tree that's right next to it. So it's just out of reach.
1: It was not out of reach. They didn't try very hard. (laughs) (laughs) I... First, I I am very afraid of heights. I wouldn't have been up there in the first place, but uh, they just didn't work hard enough to get that ladder. Like, I was literally, like, gaming
2: out how I would have gotten the ladder while watching this. I mean, I would argue that Deb worked very hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, we find out Deb worked very hard to get that ladder back, but yes. So that that happened, and and, and they just kind of (laughs) go, (laughs) uh-oh. Yes, so Uh... then... We go back to Haley and Nathan and Brooke and Chris, and they go to the mall. And Haley is so sad and depressed about how her date with Nathan's going. She's like, It's great. Nathan's ignoring me. You're shopping, and Chris Keller's stealing money out of the fountain.
1: Character development in like a single a single shot, just Chris elbow deep in the mall fountain, trying Steal to get and the change. pennies
0: out feeling change. <laughs> yes. So Brooke's like, okay, fine. We're going to go fix this. And she goes and talks to Nathan. She unplugs his Pac-Man game, which rude, first of all, uh, but she talks to him and Nathan compares his and Haley situation to her and Lucas. And he says, it's not so easy to get back in the ring with someone, especially when they're the one who knocked you out in the first place. And Brooke kind of goes, Damn, okay, yep, that makes sense. Fine. Fine. Yeah. So while that's going on, Haley goes over to Chris and takes Chris's coins and throws them back in the fountain to make a wish. And he asks what she wished for. And she said that Nathan would bludgeon you to death.
1: Didn't we all?
0: And yes. Chris is like, fine, let's test that theory. And he starts to put his arm around her. And she's like, no, Chris, leave me alone. Chris, leave me alone. Stop it. Stop. No means no. And Nathan immediately goes to confront Chris about that. But while that happens, Brooke and Haley start to get into it. Cause Brooke's like, Haley, why were you like all over him? Like, stop it. And they start to get into it. And what comes out of that is the fact that Haley found Brooke's letters that she has under her bed. Hmm. Brooke's very, very cool. defensive about these letters. As she should be. Uh-huh. Yes, Um, and the quartet argue their way out of the mall as it's closing until Brooke stops them all in her tracks as she squeals at the fact that her designs are now in the window of suburban filth. She's very excited about that.
1: I have questions about this, but yes, she's very excited. Yes. Did the manager steal her
0: designs? Here's what I'm going to tell you right now. Dear Jesse. Yeah. You will find out this information in an upcoming episode.
1: Okay. I'm just worried about Brooke being compensated for her art.
0: Uh, you should be. <laughs> Quite I, was to, say. I was to say. What what what's your gut instinct with this, Jesse?
1: No good. No good. Uh, I think Brooke's getting ripped off and I think she's very excited for right now because like it's really cool to see her uh, her work in the store window, but like also she's a teenager who uh her parents aren't around so she doesn't have anyone to protect her and make sure that she's not being ripped off so i'm concerned for her
0: there we go moving on (laughs) so then deb and karen officially realize that they're stuck and karen goes to call lucas except she left her phone in the car with deb's cell phone and Deb starts to scream for help. But Karen shuts her up promptly because she goes, no, I don't want anyone to see us looking like jackholes." Jackholes.
2: jack holes. J- return, of yes. the jackhole. now return. return of the jack hole. Now we got it. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> but who taught who that word? I, <laughs> like, yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, and especially also, since... I loved
2: how before she went to go call Lucas, huh? she says, well, he's going to ground me, but I guess uh-huh. I'll call him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, he was going to get, get cuz honestly, I like what happens, but a part of me also wishes that she'd called Lucas and he would have had to come pick her up. Yep. And be like, "Mom, what are you doing?" Yep. Like just that judgment like, "Oh, it would have been so funny, but what we got was better." <laughs> so, yes, but also the fact that they shut the highway down because they're going to do construction overnight for some reason, but yet there's no construction going on overnight. Um no one can hear them scream. So, Yes, then (laughs) Deb kind of breaks down a little bit and she admits that she's afraid to be on her own, which is why she did this deal with Dan. Besides the fact she thought that Dan would honestly leave Nathan and her alone if she went along with it. And Karen reminds her that she's never going to be alone and that she's stronger than she thinks. And that, for some reason, sparks an idea in Deb's mind to get down. And she tells Karen to take her clothes off. And Karen goes, what? And we cut away.
2: You want to talk about something? I think she says what? She makes a face and goes, huh?
0: Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, she goes,
2: huh? She doesn't even say what. She has no words. The woman is speechless. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she makes a noise. It's like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, God.
0: Yeah. Then we cut back to Peyton and Mouth. And they're chatting at the go-kart track while Fireball is tearing up a new one. I was and- so
1: nervous. I was so nervous during this. I'm like, old man is alone in a go-kart. Something bad is going to happen to him. Uh.
0: So, yeah, but they chat about Mel and mouth tells Peyton that what we kind of figured that Mel has Alzheimer's. So he probably won't even remember tonight at all. Yeah.
1: And anyone who has ever had a family who has suffered from Alzheimer's knows knew the minute that Mel called minkus by the wrong name
0: mm-hmm.
1: I I knew instantly I'm like oh okay I know what's going on like anyone who has any experience with an old person or a family member with Alzheimer's knows ex- knew exactly what was happening mm-hmm. and that's such a, a good writing moment in this show mm-hmm. I think like it, if you know you
2: know and it doesn't yeah. take a lot to set that up not only was this a good writing moment in this show But also, we got some great acting from Lee Norris this episode. Uh Uh-huh. Like, ooh. There's a moment later, and we'll talk about it more. But, ooh, my heart.
0: Well, yeah, because, I mean, and the guy who plays Mel is a veteran actor who was, um, I'm trying to think, he was on Happy Days. He was the dad in Happy Days.
1: Yeah, he was the diner the dad yeah, yeah
0: yeah 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 he was tom Bo- it's, it's tom bosley who was the yep. the dad in happy days
1: yeah no, he was he was great i i recognized his face when yes he, yes. yes i did
2: too and i didn't know why so thank you yep. for telling me why
0: yes yes he was the dad on happy days and i was very excited when i saw him the first time and i always am because i'm like he's a great actor or yeah. was i think i think was he's yes dead. was was <laughs> yes r.i.p died in 2010 lived a good life 83 and, years young
1: yeah he, he crushed it good job gotta love
0: it gotta love anyway, it anyway okay anyway moving on swiftly from all that um which we're gonna cut 99 of that anyways that's fine um yes then we got back to skills and we are in the next phase of the skills and bevan date where skills is now more absorbed and more involved with the notebook than kissing bevan great <laughs> he's great so
1: invested
0: he is so invested he's like he's building this house for her and he doesn't even know if she's gonna come back the best. Yeah. Then we cut back to uh Brooke who is back at the apartment with Chris and they are celebrating the fact that her designs are now in suburban filth with a bottle of champagne and they're toasting like every time to everything that she's yeah, great.
2: And they're also drinking beer.
0: Yes, beer and champagne, which, which, which does not whoa. feel like
2: a good combo in God my stomach no. like just God thinking no. about it.
0: No. Not at all. So then Nathan and Haley are outside the apartment out on the, the patio or outside the front door. And um, Nathan tells her that he kind of wishes they could have just hung out today instead of doing this whole like tour of the past of like seeing the weddings site. he's like, I know where our wedding site, I know where we got married. I know that we watched the meteor shower out here. I know that we made love in the rain here. You know, I just wish we could have had more of the present instead of remembering the past. And then Haley falls really silent and he says, "What's going on?" And she just says, "I'm just praying for rain." No,
1: but like that—that's also kind of bullshit, though, right? Because he wasn't gonna go on this date no matter what until.
0: But it's because he realizes as soon as he's in there with her that he's like, "Okay, nope, I still love her. It's fine." It's like he puts but up this defense. But
2: I think he was also fucking with Brooke, uh-huh. <laughs> because never don't forget, like they're friends too, and. Uh, obviously Nathan knows how odious Chris is. So I think he was fucking with Brooke. Like, and was like, no, Brooke, like you that. set this up. You have to do it too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that headcanon a lot. Actually. I think that
2: that's, I think that's what's happening because I mean, he said like, yeah, I'll go if it's a, if it's a group thing, but like I took that it as it's a group thing as in everyone else is doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Not right.
2: like a, we're going to all go together.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I th- like I honestly like I think Nathan was just like, oh, this will be fun. <laughs> like <laughs> watching Brooke like ward Chris off all night. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Then we cut back to Lucas and Rachel and they have now officially. Um, well, OK, I, I we should go back because. When they last talked, they decided they were going to play a game where every time Lucas made a basket, Rachel would have to drink. Every time she made a basket, he'd have to drink. Well, they ran out of beer. So apparently one of them made a lot of shots. I'm going to bet it was Lucas. Um, so Rachel says after that, they should play strip basketball. And Lucas promptly declines. And she says, why? Because of Brooke? And he says, yeah. And then Rachel gets this idea that, you know, because if, if, he's been talking about him and Brooke all night. and if he and Brooke are meant to be, then he can call upon whatever cosmic force set that says that that's the case to make a shot blindfolded. So he she makes him take a shirt off, blindfolds him with his shirt and he shoots the basket and makes it. And he asks, did I make it? And she says, yeah. And he takes the blindfold off and Rachel is standing there topless with the basketball in front of her tits.
2: She just can't keep her clothes on.
0: Nope. Nope. No.
2: She's very, very obsessed with how hot she is. And I mean, I get it. I would be too if I were that hot. Yes. But, and I think she also really wants to get laid. Like, Uh I don't think she has romantic feelings for Lucas at all, but like, would she fuck him if he asked? Yeah, Yeah. she would.
0: Yes. (laughs) But I also love the fact that they directed it in a way where it literally goes, that happens, you see her, it fades to black to go to commercial. So in normal times, you would have had like a good- Two minutes to be like, oh my God, what's gonna happen?
1: Oh my gosh, but she's naked.
0: <laughs> in naked. Yeah, with the basketball covering her bits, it's just like how Lucas was in season one. Parallels, kids. Anyway, as we <laughs> then we come back from the commercial break, Lucas promptly takes his shirt and covers her up. And tells her to get dressed. And she's like, this is the second time you've told me to get dressed. I'm going to get a complex if this keeps keeps happening. And mistakes him being a decent guy for what she says back in her old school was, you know, any guy who'd ever do that, I would just call them gay.
1: Again, her being the worst. (laughs)
2: like Her being the worst and also things that did not age well. Age well yes at all yeah yes like the movie the notebook
0: (laughs) yeah
1: not age well oh
0: god yes so but then rachel as she's getting dressed she asks why all the guys in tree hill seem to all be hung up on their own girl and it really makes it hard for a new girl and lucas moved to
2: small town north carolina baby girl this is how it works during senior year during senior year this is how it works yep like Oh, you sweet summer child.
0: And Lucas literally says, you know, unless you are the girl. And it immediately then cuts to Brooke saying, Lucas is the one. And Chris is like, no, my name's Chris. And she says, no, not you. Go away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, go away.
0: (laughs) And she's like, yeah, she tells him to go away because they're done drinking and he can leave now. Great, great, great. Then Nathan tells Haley outside that he doesn't blame Haley for any of this because she didn't want to get married in the first place. And Haley corrects him very quickly and says, no, 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 no. I wanted to get married. I was just scared. And he says, yeah, but without him, she would have probably had a huge career and been a big star by now if he hadn't held her back. And she tells Nathan about, A time when she was on tour with Chris and he was singing a song. The lights came up for everyone to sing along and she fell apart on stage because it clicked for her in that moment that she knew that none of the touring, the music, the glitz, the glamour, all that stuff could ever fill the void that was in her heart for Nathan.
2: But also, how does this boy not understand that there? there is no music without him because she never would have started playing the piano and writing songs and performing if he hadn't encouraged her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like what part, like I know like Nathan wants Chris to help Haley with her music and stuff. And Chris was like, you don't understand that, you know, Haley's music and you and Haley are the same thing, but like, how does Nathan not get that? Yeah. Like,
0: cause I think he's still dealing with the fact that he understands that, but he doesn't want to understand it because for so long, the music, what was what he thought was what drove them apart. Right. So he's trying to reconcile that fact that can both of them exist in the same realm. That's fair. So that I think sense. that I think that's what the boy's dealing with at this point. It's not the fact that he doesn't love Haley because we know he loves Haley. That's never changed. It's he yeah, has yeah. to learn how to he has to learn as well how to deal with both sides of Haley James Scott. Right.
1: Yeah. So, but we did because, yes. but we didn't know before this that it was Nathan's idea to get married. Like, I thought this was really interesting insight into, mm-hmm. again, into how the teenage marriage, yes, uh, came up.
0: So, yes, I enjoyed. It, I like. Yes. yes, yes. They're and so then sweet. at the end, Haley asked Nathan if he would go to the last spot she had planned for that evening. He says, "Sure, great." So then we go back to skills. And skills is very moved by the seemingly two thousand six, two thousand five power of the notebook. And Bevan asks him if he wants to make out upstairs, and Skills asks, "Can we cuddle first?
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Listen, I fucking love a good cuddle, man. Like, <laughs> it's just I don't and I don't need to have watched the Notebook first.
1: No.
0: No, but she broke that boy. Like he was like, what? Oh, I love it. It's so dumb. Oh. Uh, and the perfect thing for those two.
1: Yep. So good. Right. I do I I understand the notebook is problematic and it didn't age well, but I do still
2: really enjoy watching it.
0: That's all right.
2: I yeah. That's all right. It's it. I haven't watched it in a long time, but if you if you can come into
1: it acknowledging this is problematic, and I'm just gonna enjoy it for what it is and the nostalgia of it, yep. I think it's okay. But Brody, yes. you yes. can't say yep.
2: You've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but I have like, other things. Now. But
0: I have other things that have not aged well that I like also Wintry still Hill? enjoy.
2: Like he has to say like one tree
0: hill. Exactly. Like the (laughs) entire basis of this goddamn podcast. What do you want? (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Moving on then. Oh, yay. We're back to Deb and Karen and Deb's big idea was, yeah, like she said, for them to take their clothes off. So Deb could tie them together and make a rope or a grappling hook of sorts to get the ladder back from the tree that stole it. And She's trying to throw stuff and she needs a bit more. And Karen was like, Nope, you already have my shoes and my jacket. And I promised myself I would never get naked in front of that man ever again. And she points to Daniel.
2: <laughs> Which and, was a great line from Karen. <laughs> Just... and, oh, good.
0: Yes. And uh, then Deb promptly goes, all right, fine. And Deb starts to take off her pants until Karen goes, wait, 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 no, 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 no. And Karen pulls the trick of taking her bra off without taking her shirt off. Yeah. So she has that. And my favorite thing is Deb gets very distracted by how cute the bra is. And is like, where did you get it? And Karen's like, oh, it an outlet. Never mind. Just tie it together so we can get out of here. <laughs> it's the best. Um, and it turns out Karen's bra was just what the doctor ordered for that. And it's long enough. And they got the ladder back onto the billboard.
1: And, and as they're, they're jumping getting, for joy and they almost fall
0: off. Yep, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. But as they're getting They almost
2: ready, knocked the ladder over a second time.
0: Uh-huh. And before they leave, Karen says, you know, she, she has a change of heart. She says, I can't leave the billboard like this. I can't. You know, I can't leave it with the graffiti on. So they decide to rip the part that they graffitied on off before they mm-hmm. leave. So then we go back to Peyton and Mouth and they take Mel home and Mel forgets his helmet in Peyton's car and as he's leaving with the helmet he asks what Peyton's name was and she gives him a big hug and Mouth gets him back inside and Mouth tells Peyton that Mel is his grandfather Mouth's dad and Mel had a falling out a while ago. So mouth visits him every week instead. And as he's bringing Mel back into that, into his um room, they have a really sweet exchange. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very good. It's a very sweet piece of acting from both of them. Because mm-hmm. the thing that I don't know if we really talked about a lot is that Mel calls mouth Joe, which turns out is mouth's father's name. Yeah. So. And so mouth drops him off and Peyton and mouth leave and Peyton asks mouth why he keeps visiting if he you know if Mel's not going to remember anything and mouth says because I will remember and no matter what no one should be alone especially if he doesn't have much time left and Peyton and mouth talk about. Um, Ellie and how Peyton sent her away and Peyton talks about regret and says that's the one good thing about Alzheimer's it's a horrible disease but you won't have to live with your regrets and mouth tells her you know I would rather have my memories and the regret than not have them at all and he tells her even though she has regrets some of them still have time to make things right
1: Uh, it was very very nice little storyline in this Mm -hmm. In this uh, stupid, stupid TV show.
0: Right? Right? Because it's it's the episode that we get like every season that we didn't really talk about at the beginning. It's the pair off episode. It's the episode where they all get their own little things to do. Yeah. And move the story along that we get every season, which we always love. And this one's no exception. It's always
1: episode six or seven.
2: Hmm. Always.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Early. And I love it. And so. in this
2: case, it was episodes six and seven because yeah. six, well, six was the lead up, but it was also a romp. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Six was the romp that led up to the pairing off romp that we get. Yep. So absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah. So then we go back to Haley and Nathan and Haley takes Nathan to the cafe roof and he was like, I thought we were going to be playing miniature golf. And she says, no, that's gone like everything else. And she admits to him that she just wanted the night to go perfect and that she wanted to end up in his arms again and he would tell her everything's going to be all right. Um, But she goes up there to show him her predictions that her and Lucas made. And instead of him looking at them like she wants, he asks her if she's got a pen and she says, of course, I'm Tudor girl. And he promptly makes his own prediction for the year. And puts it back in the box. And she asks... You know, well, what's going to keep me from coming up here and reading it myself? And Nathan says, I guess I'll you. I guess he'll just have to trust her.
1: Which is what they're trying to do. They're trying to learn to trust each other. Uh
2: huh. And then the scene continues and I burst into tears.
0: (laughs) Yep. So then we get our montage moments of the episode, which are starting with Junk and Fergie playing at the river court and skills comes by and asks them, guys, have you ever seen a movie called the notebook? (laughs) And the boys immediately call it out and go, man, you got notebooked. And then we immediately cut to Bevan who's talking to someone on the phone and says, yep, I totally notebooked him.
1: Was this a thing? I don't, like, I did not date in high school at all. So I don't know the nuances of dating in the early 2000s.
0: I don't know if it was. It was a thing in Tree Hill. And I love the fact that it was a thing in Tree Hill. I think it's hilarious.
2: I mean, I guess it probably was. But we all may have been too young to understand that concept. Because, yeah. like, when The Notebook came out, I was in seventh grade. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't dating either. <laughs> like, like, there was no there was no world where I was going to invite a boy over to watch The Notebook. So, right. I yeah. think that it's, I, I feel like it's maybe possible that it was something that, like, juniors and seniors in, in high school at the time were doing. But I was, I don't know, like, I was too young. Emotional
1: yep. intelligence check. Mm -hmm. For your high
0: school boyfriend. Wow. Yeah. Then we cut back to the billboard, which now thanks to them ripping off the part they graffitied reads Dan Scott for erectile dysfunction,
2: (laughs) which is even better than the graffiti. It really is. Yep.
0: Really is. It's great. It's great. It's great. And then we get Haley putting away the uh, predictions that Nathan made. In the wall, and Nathan tells her not to worry about the wedding spot, the flowers, and and you know, cause because Haley goes, you know, I just wish because it's all gone. The flowers and the trees, they're just all gone. And Nathan gives her a little tiny purple flower from that area and says, The roots are still there. It just <sighs> takes time. And don't say I never gave you anything.
2: <laughs> Burst into tears.
0: And they hug. And embrace, and it is the sweetest thing ever.
1: My exact note was when they went back to Haley and Nathan, it was now kiss. And then two seconds later, I wrote, never mind, this is better. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Oh. And we end the episode. Nope. With... And
1: that's where we end the episode. We don't have to talk about anything else that happened. We're fine. <laughs> thanks, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.
0: Jesse? Jesse? No,
1: I know. I know.
0: So Rachel takes Lucas wherever he wants after their little workout date thing, whatever. And Lucas says he wants to go to Brooke's apartment. So they go there and Lucas goes into Brooke's apartment and goes into her bedroom and finds her in bed with Chris Keller. And they're both naked. And the episode and ends.
2: the smug look on Chris that face. That fucking yep. look. Yep. yep. He is so pleased. He uh-huh. even like... Like, when he rolls over, he even, like, drapes his hand over her waist. And I was Uh like, you are a smug son of a bitch. You mean
0: the fact that this 20-something just slept with a 17-year-old underage girl? Correct. (gasps) Oops. (laughs) Yeah. I hate Chris Keller. I hate Chris Keller. I hate Chris Keller. He's the worst.
1: Yeah, Dan wasn't actually physically in this episode, so all of our hate can be poured directly to chris keller this yep. episode
0: yep we just got dan scott for erectile dysfunction this episode yeah. so that's it which
1: great i just I had mean, to look at his giant smug face for a little but while we really
0: know that's not true since he birthed two children in less than a year
2: that was when he was a teenager bro that's true. like I was going to say he was like 19 years old when that happened or 18, 19 when that happened. So
0: yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, what did we think of this romp of an episode without the last 30 seconds? (laughs) I loved it.
1: It was great.
0: It's great. It's so much fun. All of it is fun. Like I love my favorite is obviously the Nathan Haley stuff at the end is amazing. The Peyton mouth stuff is great. The skills and Bevan stuff is hilarious. Um, the Lucas and Rachel stuff. I just did whatever. They needed them to do something, I guess, but whatever. But I, uh, li- yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm really excited for, and this was actually a note I wrote down that I'm really excited for the continuation of Bevan and skills. Yes. Like Good. they're so great. <laughs> and it's just, and like, you'll see over time, Jesse, but they're just like, they're a little bit of comic relief.
1: Good. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I love it. it. That skills. Wasn't a hundred percent sure what her name was when he showed up to her. No, he called her Devin.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yep. He just knew this really pretty white girl was really into him.
1: Yep. And she goes, it's actually Bevin. And he goes, that works too.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) And he just loved the fact that she had a big old house. Got a big old house. So she's rich. Yep. It's fine with him.
1: Wants to wants to touch his butt and kiss his face.
0: Yes. Uh, Anything else we want to add about this wonderful, wonderful episode? Minus the last thirty seconds, or do we want to talk about the last thirty seconds? Because you know,
1: I think
2: we did what we needed to do. With I don't mean, I don't think we need to talk about it.
0: They're going to talk, talk about it the next episode, episode
2: yeah. so we're going to have to talk about it. So that's
0: true. That's let's, true. Let's
2: so. save ourselves and wait until next week.
0: Okay. The last well then.
2: Minute yes. of this show, this episode
1: broke me. I was, I can't remember if we were recording when I mentioned this or if it was off mic, but I was literally sitting on my couch screaming, just like shouting. But, they,
0: but it's immediately two different screams because it starts with the the really sweet thing of Haley and Nathan. And then it immediately shifts to the anguish, and Chris thing yeah. and you're it's like,
2: yeah, the last I'm minute is fucking whiplash. I'm yep, still
0: screaming, yep. but it's for a very different reason now. Yeah, that,
1: that's all I needed to say.
0: Okay, great, 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 cool, cool, cool. Okay, well, that's gonna do it for us then, guys. As always, thank you so much for listening. Do not forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. It is the best way to help us out with the lovely algorithm. So please rate us five stars and give us a like, and hit us up on social media. We are everywhere at On Wednesdays Pod. Hit us up in the Instagram DMs or Facebook, Twitter, anything like that. We are everywhere. So come say hi. We love to hear from you guys. And yeah. We're going to see you guys next week for another episode of On Wednesdays. We watch One Tree Hill where we get to enjoy the fallout of all that happened. This oh, God. Episode. Fun times. Oh, I right. can't wait. We'll, right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.